It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is a Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic, taking up until 6.30 today on this 21st day of May. 6.06 on the clock and 61 degrees and showers here in Athens, Ohio. And with us for the past four Thursdays, it's always great to have him onto the program. David Saltzman. David's got a master's in education uh, with a focus on community counseling from Ohio University. A seminar paper, The Need for Benefits. Uh, the need for and benefits of counseling for professional athletes, certified agent with the National Basketball Players Association from 1998 to 2018. Dave, it's good to have you on the program once again on this Thursday. Thank you, Connor. I've really been enjoying uh, being on the program and learning a lot from you, and I love the direction that you take us towards. Yeah, it's always a, a great day when, when we have you in studio, and phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. Jump on the conversation with Dave and I as we take you up until 630, presented by J&K Contracting. And, again, we've been talking for the past four Thursdays really about you know youth sports uh, and you know the positive impact that they can have especially you know, once we get out of this pandemic. You know, it brings a lot of joy. It brings a lot of excitement for a lot of kids just to go out there, get active, and get going. Yes, I think we took a direction on the show. Uh, we were heading toward youth sports. You're correct. I think we began talking about society and sports and sports in general. Uh, we ended up talking about professional sports a little bit. Uh, college sports, and I'm sure we'll expand and expound on all this. Uh, perhaps today we can talk about the benefits of youth sports. And before we get on really into the topic, we do have a call on the line. Caller, you're on the sports fan here on 970-97.1 FM. Yeah, uh, hi. I, I was curious. I had a question. Um, what do you think the future of the youth football will be? I mean, as parents becoming more concerned about injury you think there's a, a future for it? That's a great question. And again, uh, yes, I do. But when I answer these things or when I, when I express what I express, I hope it's not, it's not just my opinion. I, it is backed by scientific evidence, research that's done, different TV shows that address the question you have and the question of youth sports in general. Uh, I think some things to look at, you brought up youth sports with football. What ages uh, do you think you're looking at right now when you ask that question? Well, I don't know. I played when I was 9 and 10 years old, 11 years old, and then into, into high school. So, um, I mean, there were some serious injuries. I had a friend who had a scholarship to the Naval Academy and uh, hurt his knee, and that was the end of his scholarship. I mean, so I, I mean, this was back a long time ago when knee surgery was far more primitive, all kinds of surgery was far more invasive. But kids were badly hurt then, although they hadn't uncovered all of these um, this sort of long-term head injuries and, and the, the um, deleterious effects of uh, multiple concussions. Well, also, the kids are so much bigger today than... than when I was in high school, and in much better shape, much stronger. Um, 
so I guess that that, that was what I was asking. I know it's very popular in Ohio, um, but I was just very curious as a national question, um, do you think it will continue? I think that's a question that is being ad addressed all across the nation, and maybe it's divided in age category. Uh, I don't have the exact figure in front of me, and I'm sure the, the high school coaches could address it, that flag football is recommended by the National Football Players Association up into a certain age. And, mm -hmm. and then uh, contact football with uh, certain techniques that are taught to the youth that are participating. And I think that's the research that we could look up in Google or Yahoo because one of the questions is with any contact sport is, well, we, we're going to talk about the, the pros and cons of sports, you know, the positives of sports. But when you brought up football, one of the things I thought about is hockey, wrestling, volleyball, soccer, any kind of sports like that. And those are the things that we would have to look up to get, uh, you know, proper statistical evidence on it. What what comes to my mind now when you you mentioned full contact is the difference between a collegiate athlete, the power, mm -hmm. the strength, mm -hmm. the speed, uh, and the force of contact, as well as the professional level. But that's not youth sports. Is there's a difference? There's a difference there as far as how I see it scientifically. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And I really like your show. It's great. I've been listening for the last uh, four weeks. It's been great listening to you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate, appreciate it. having you. Thanks so much for calling in. Bye now. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. It's always great to hear from the listeners and, you know, call in, ask ask a couple questions. Uh, and it's true. You know, it is, uh, especially with high-contact sports, and we heard, you know, contact sports can begin individual training uh, beginning on the 26th, non-contact sports like baseball, softball, uh, and a couple of those think tennis can start to have competition and go back to practice beginning on the 26th in Ohio. Uh, but then football is able to practice individually the skills and individual workouts beginning on uh, the 26th, and then competition starts at a later date. Uh, so it's good to see, you know, at, at least in the current times, you know, that uh, – these sports are starting to come back slowly day in and day out. And one of the things that we heard about uh, earlier this week was that the OHSAA approved to uh, expand on the playoffs, which then adds a couple more games in the, the uh, postseason. Uh, maybe not for that one seed or the two seed. I think top four still get their buys. But now, you know, the five through 12, instead of eight teams now, five through 12 uh, will all have an extra game to play, uh, which could you know, if we're adding another game or two there, uh, it, it does have the uh, the possibility of still another injury. I mean, you always run the risk of injury when you're playing a sport, especially football or a high-contact sport like that or like the NHL or, you know, hockey. But you know, it does lend itself for that possibility. It's another week of maybe injury, and that's why the NFL was kind of pushing back on an extra game or an extra two games in the playoffs because, you know, extra games could lend to you know, another day that they could get injured. But 
That's just, uh, you know, they have to go back. They have to see. Uh, it is, you know, from a fan standpoint, I think it's great that we're able to have another game. And especially now, uh, it, it is great to, you know, hopefully that we get games coming in the fall. But still, you know, you want to see as many games as possible. And you know, I'm still fairly young. I still remember playing in high school. And, yeah, I would want to go out there on the wrestling map almost every day and have a competition. But in New Jersey, you know, you get limited at 30 matches before you hit to the postseason. So I, I wish I could have gone out there even more. But, you know, from a competitive standpoint, I love it. From a, a parent standpoint, I might be a little bit more worried about it. This has been interesting with the initial question from the caller and then hearing you, Connor, talk about... Uh, adding some games and possibly the risk of injuries. But let's take a little turn. If a parent is concerned or whoever, that's a great time to speak to coaches, to do research, to look at scientific data. And I think that's what we're learning in this time right now. Let, let's look at scientific data over things. So, again, my feeling or maybe my information about injuries in sports is uh, look at the different levels of competition before drawing a conclusion uh, about participation or wanting a child to participate or the youth to participate. To participate and that's something I want to talk about a little bit today is the positive this pitfalls man but the positive parts uh, the positive experience about one can get gain from participating in youth sports through high school and there is statistical evidence I was looking at the National Survey of, of Children's Health today and, you know, going back and, and watching HBO specials and ESPN specials and to realize that there is evidence that participating in group sports, individual sports, builds self-esteem, it builds self-respect, it increases dignity. It provides social interaction with peers and also with their adults, like children participating or youth participating, high school people participating in sports. You have that tremendous uh, camaraderie working with others. Uh, and then you have adult supervision. So you, you, ha you have role modeling. You have to be responsible for things. So... You, it helps develop talent. It helps develop teamwork. I don't know. That, that's just the beginning. I have a lot more to add here, but it looks like you're about to say something, Connor. Well, no. I mean, I, I'd agree from you know, experiencing youth sports from a uh, you know, personal standpoint. You know, I, I go out and, uh, you know, it is a big, you know, it's like a, you're, you're brothers with everybody on the team. You know, it all takes everybody, you know, I use wrestling a lot as a reference because you know, I was a, a fairly successful wrestler back in high school in New Jersey. And, you know, it takes all 14 guys to come together and win the dual meet. You know, same thing with baseball. With baseball, you got nine guys out on that diamond. If that ball gets past the outfielder, then you know, it, you're looking at some trouble there. You know, the pitcher can't 
the pitcher can. I mean, if they throw a no-hitter and you get swings and misses, I mean, that's a tremendous pitcher you have. But normally, you know, you get the ground ball out. You got at least two other people involved in the play. You know, it all takes the teamwork to try. You know, I'll use a, a, a rep teamwork to make the dream work. You know, it is uh, definitely one of those types of things that I think youth sports does teach you. It teaches uh, discipline, a little bit of leadership, you know, all coming together to have fun, make it work, and really, you know, keep on, you know, it, winning is always fun, but even you learn a little bit in losing too. Uh, but we're going to take a short break on the sports fan. We'll be right back as you're listening to 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus. We are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. Hello, I'm Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. For the latest information on what you need to know about the coronavirus, visit the state's website at coronavirus.ohio.gov or you can call 1-833-4-ASK-ODH seven days a week. Furnished by Governor Mike DeWine. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. It's a sports fan at 970 97.1 FM. Mills and the mic along with Dave Saltzman. Take it up until 6.30. Got 10 minutes remaining in the program. Call in. Talk about whatever you want to talk about on 740-592-6646. Happy to answer any questions. Of course, when we have the expertise, you know, I, you're very modest every time I say, you know, but you do have a lot of experience in a lot of angles in sports, which is why it's great uh, to have you on the program and really dig deep and, and explain a lot of these uh, sports ideas. So you're trying to say that I'm old. That's what I think, Connor. No, I, I didn't mention anything with age. age here. No, nothing was with age here. I, I just appreciate <laughs> I, uh, you being here. No, I love, I really, really enjoy this. One thing I also want to point out as we continue, uh, when we mention sports, I'm aware just because there's two males here, I'm in my mind, as, as I'm sitting here, I'm certainly not ignoring uh, women girls softball, girls volleyball, and also cheerleading. Cheerleading and twirling. And, and that, I, I, I guess in my mind, I, I look at it as a sport. And it's, it's a sport that 
the same positives that one can gain in sports that maybe has more notoriety well that is the same for those for those uh people those women those girls involved in that as well so i really want to emphasize that well uh, even so I, I took a couple classes and we have a great uh, sports administration sports management uh apartment or not apartment but building and, and uh college uh, it's housed under the college of business but when you take a sasm course one of the first things that they teach you is, you know, anything and everything competitive, they just throw underneath the umbrella. There's no debate whether, you know, if it's, you know, is, is cheerleading a sport. Now, I might, you know, mess around. My, my sister's a cheerleader. So I, I say, all right, well, yeah, it might not be a sport, you know, but I, honestly, I, I think it is. You know, it's competition, you know, and anything with competition, or maybe if, even if you're a NASCAR fan, right? Some people might say, oh, well, how is NASCAR a sport you're just driving? You know, you're not really doing, but it is, it's intensive. It has, it takes skill to do it. So anything skills-based, you know, they just throw underneath that athletics, that, uh, you know, sports umbrella, and then they teach you, you know, how to manage it or how, uh, you know, sports management, sports uh, SASM. You know, administration sportsman, but we do have a call on the line. Caller, you're live on the sportsman. Yeah, hey, I was calling in. This is Paul Barron. How you guys doing? Okay, folks. I, I want to point this out. I'm, we're going to give him a chance to talk here because it's important. Paul Barron is very humble. He's one of my closest friends. We look at my family looks at him as an extended family. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame basketball player at OU where they went to two NCAA tournaments and an NIT. But he also hails from the projects of New York. I'm an apartment kid, but Paul had it, he had it worse growing up. So I want to ask you a question, Paul, because I'm here every week. Can, what was it like you being recruited for basketball to come to Ohio U from New York City and if you could just remember one thing you once told me the first time I met you when you came home I think with a baseball glove or something and what did Jimmy Barron tell you? Well I, I tell you being recruited to go to Athens Ohio first of all I went to high school at Archbishop Malloy played for Mr. Jack Curran I took me an hour and a half to get to high school all boys with a tie on every morning, four subway trains. I'm the youngest of eight kids, three bedrooms, ten people in the house. You do the math. We invented bed bugs, a bed, a, a bunk <laughs> bed. Our, our pets were rats, roaches, and bed bugs. And um, it was a little tough, but you know what? We didn't even know it was tough, but we were loved. My mom and dad were together uh, for a long, long time. My dad helped build the Twin Towers, the Chrysler Building, Times Square, and... I could have went anywhere. I could have went to St. John's. I could have went to Providence. The Big East wasn't even the Big East at the time. And truly, I, I fell in love with Athens, Ohio. I loved the campus. When I turned that corner around the Hocking Hills and you see the Convocation Center, it reminded me of coming out the subway and seeing Madison Square Garden in Manhattan. And I don't regret it one bit. We had four fabulous years. We had some great wins against DePaul on Valentine's Day. In 1983, double overtime, I think I was 18 years old. Yellow stuff was coming down my leg. I hit the two foul shots with 16 seconds to go, and we beat Ray Meyer and Walter Downing and Kenny McMahon, a bunch of teams. Kenny Patterson, who was from Queens, and uh, we beat them. They, they, didn't, they didn't like that we beat them. They were, I think they were ranked 14th in the country. And we had 16,000 fans at the convo, 
and there was about two feet of snow outside. But no, when I went to Athens and I went to OU, it was uh, it was great. I loved it. Danny Nee, Billy Hahn, Dave Saltzman. I mean, you guys, everybody down there. I know all the bars down there. Tony, um, the CI, uh, the Junction Thursday night. The people down there, Dr. Greg Linscott, uh, Tom Castoris. I mean, the people down there are just genuine people. And I just wanted to get out of the city and the rat race of the subways. I just wanted to breathe. But the one thing I don't like is I never had any allergies until I went to the Midwest. <laughs> and then I had allergies because the air was so clean. In New York, the air was so dirty, you can't get allergies in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I don't remember the story, but... The baseball well, I, club I, with Jimmy. I remember we went to Yankee Stadium, maybe. I don't know. I think your brother told you, if I'm correct, is put the baseball glove down. The only way you're getting to college is on a basketball scholarship. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I played Little League once, and they put me in right field, and they had me pitching. I think I hit five people in one inning, five kids, and the ball came, and the sun was in my eye, and I had a black eye because the ball hit me right in the eye, and I said, you know what? This ball is way too small for me. And my brother Jimmy said, yep, you got to get a big orange ball that you can see. And I was very, very happy to be with basketball. So, And I played with Kenny Smith in high school. Grew up with Chris Mullen, a Hall of Fame basketball player in the NBA. And it was fabulous. And, and I, like I said, I come back to Athens. I talk to the team. Um, I, love, I love that area. I love that area. If I, if I could, I'd move down there. But it might be a little bit too quiet for me yet. I'm only 56. Maybe when I'm 60, 65. I might move down to Athens. Yeah, you're not ready to stay anywhere this quiet. I could tell you that much, brother. But while we exactly. have a few, while we have a few more minutes on the show, I find that interesting. You mentioned Kenny Anderson, who's on uh, TV all the time doing. Well, Kenny Smith. Kenny, Kenny Smith. Smith. But didn't Kenny? And Kenny Smith Anderson too. Kenny Anderson went to Malloy seven years after I was there. Right. But Kenny Smith. I was Kenny Smith's point guard. Kenny Smith played with Paul Barron in high school. Paul Barron didn't play with Kenny Smith. Right. So just so you know that. No, but that's interesting. So you mentioned Kenny Smith, and we know that Chris Mullen is is in the NBA Hall of Fame, I believe, but I know that he was yeah. on the Dream Team. What was, yeah. it, what was it like you being in New York City at that time playing high school basketball against this level of competition? And was, with, and it with. It was, yeah. I live in Indiana now, and they, Indiana says they have great high school basketball, which they do. My son played at Carmel, and he goes to IU. He plays on the women's scout team great at uh, I, Indiana University. And um, so he's, uh, but he's still a man. He's not a woman, but he's still the scout team. But no, it was, in New York basketball back then, I played against Pearl Washington, Walter Berry, Rod Strickland, Kenny Smith. I can go on and on. Um, Bruce Dalrymple, I mean, there's so many players. Tony Redburn, Vern Fleming, I mean, it was just, it was, but that's all you did. And we, when I played in the projects, we were the only white family. There was 5,000 black and Puerto Rican families. We were the only white family. We lived there for 35 years. So guess what? We had seven boys, and we, once a year, we would have the, the project, the project would have a reunion, and would be the barons against the rest of the project, and we would always kick their butts. But that's what you did. That's how you got respect. We listened to the music, Motown music, and I wouldn't give up growing up in the projects to growing up in a mansion in Beverly Hills. That's how you learn life. That's what life is all about. There's no, it's not easy. Life is not easy. And college was great, and I didn't take it for granted. But the, the competition 
when I was growing up was unbelievable. And I almost, it was between my last two schools were Boston College and Ohio University. And Dr. Tom Davis and Kevin Mackey was the assistant. And I gave Lenny Byers 39 points in the AAU tournament. This is when AAU just started. It was the Boston shootout. I gave him 39 points. And Kevin Mackey and Tom Davis saw me. And he says, we need you to come to Boston College. And I didn't want to go to, I wanted to get the heck out of the East Coast. Plus, Boston College is like 60,000 students. And I wanted to, I loved Athens because at that time, I think OU's attendance was somewhere about, um, I think it was about 15, 16,000 students, which has grown to, but it's a great school. OU is, is phenomenal. And, but the, the competition every day was, was just a, a phenomenal thing. And you just played in the playgrounds. And you didn't want to lose because if you lose, you had to wait. And we didn't like to wait. You have right. to wait two hours to get the next game. So you, didn't, you never lost. I never lost. I always won. <laughs> well, this is great talking to you. I know we're coming to an end, but you know what, PB? I'd like to have you on the show like fairly frequently because and get everyone, as many people as possible, uh, to listen. And I know you're humble. That's not what I'm talking about. But life experiences really help others. And, as, and I, whatever audience is listening today, so when you played ball in New York City, Every every game was not indoors, uh, and in the what did you do in the snow? No, 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 no. You just you went out there and you shot, and you <laughs> shot in the snow. You get the shovel out, and you make you make it, and you slide, you slip, you slide. That's why most of us that come out of New York are very good ball handlers because we didn't have a smooth surface. We had to we had to navigate the the the, the, the bunkers, if you will. We had you know crevices, and we had. Uh, we call them potholes on the court. I mean, and then you had your ankles. People in New York, our ankles are so strong because we would we would turn them every day. Just about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we didn't. We wanted to play. We didn't. We didn't tape our shoes up. We were wearing Chuck Taylor's uh, high tops. You kidding me? Forget about it. It was the best. <laughs> and I want to a- nowadays. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I want I want to point out something, folks. On radio, Paul Barron is not very old. It's just that he came up through New York City through the basketball. Uh, environment there, so you're getting a, uh, an idea of what it was like for this young man to go through what he went through t- to earn what he's earned in the basketball world. I-, I think that's very important to note. And the other thing I have is I have I have six older brothers. My brother Joe went to Holy Cross. His, he was best friends growing up with Lou Alcinda, who has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem used to call for him. That's what we used to call back in New York. We call for you. And they would call you and say, yo, let's go play. And he would hang out with Lou Alcindor. He went to Holy Cross, played for Jack Dunleavy, who's a, 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 a Hall of Fame coach from Canada. He was the coach at Holy Cross. And then Jimmy, Jimmy played at St. Bonaventure. He just retired. He was a 30-year Division One coach. He played at St. Bonaventure, won the NIT in 1977. He's in their Hall of Fame. And my brother Gene could have went anywhere in the country, but he went into the military. He went to Suffolk Community College, but he played at... Bishop Lachlan had all the scoring records there, and Mark Jackson broke his scoring records. And if and if I would have went to St. John's, no one would know who Mark Jackson was. I'm not being I'm not an egomaniac, but I'm just telling you because I used to play against him in high school, and I he never he, he was a ham and egger, if you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would love to be on. I could talk and I could talk as long as you guys want me to talk about my experiences because. It's hard to describe it, and it's hard to really believe it until you lived it, and I lived it, and I would, like I said, I wouldn't give it up 
My, my, my jobs were riding the Mr. Softy truck around my neighborhood and giving out ice cream. And, uh, you know, so you just did what you had to do to survive. And youngest of eight kids, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> my, stomach, I, my, my stomach used to hurt. And I, think, I thought it, I didn't realize it. And my mom would always make fun of me because I would get cereal and I'd take the whole box in, in one of the rooms that we had and I would eat the whole box. They said, oh, he loves his cereal. No, I was just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> And again, we're talking anyway. with Paul Barron, uh, Ohio University class of 1986, Ohio Hall of Fame class of 2004. Uh, Paul, before we let you go, we're nearing the end of the program. But before we let you sure. go, what is the number one you know, memory you look back on during your time here at Ohio? You know what? My, probably my number one memory would be um, when they inducted me into the Hall of Fame. I had my, my wife and my three kids there, and all my family was there. And it was a phenomenal, a phenomenal event for that weekend. It was held at the OUN, and then they had a football game, uh, and they announced me. And it was just, uh, it was really nice. Probably the best time I had was always beat. We we beat Miami a lot. That was another one of my memories. <laughs> so we went against Ron Harper, and I know that it's not as bad as it used to be. But that was one thing Danny Nee told me when I first got there. He said, "Paul, remember you? We had a St. Francis, our big rival at Archbishop Malloy." And he said, take that and magnify it by 20 times. He said, that's what Miami's. I don't care if we beat North Carolina and they're number one in the country at North Carolina. When we play Miami at the combo, we have to beat them. My job is on the line if we don't. <laughs> so <laughs> Miami, but the games against Ron Harper, we, we used to take them out pretty pretty easily. But they were pretty good. And even this year with the uh, the Miami game, I think, what was it, Dave? You remember what the score yeah. was? Uh, we won by 20 or 30. Uh, it was yeah. 7 to 11 at halftime. Exactly, exactly. i never forget, I went back to speak. I don't know who's the coach, maybe Larry Hunter, or maybe it was O'Shea, uh, Tim O'Shea, but I, I, we were down at 7 at halftime, and I asked one of the coaches, whoever was coaching, if I can get one minute with the team, and I told him, and I had my daughter there, she was 3 years old, and I brought her in the locker room, and I said a few words to them, and I said, don't you ever embarrass me like this again. And next thing you know, we came out and we beat them by 15, because I said, this is not, you don't do this. You guys don't understand the, 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 the rivalry. This is OU. You don't, that's, you, that's an insult. You got Miami coming to the convo and beat us. Nobody, well, you look at my record. We didn't lose many games at the convo. <laughs> so. That's very true. Well, Paul, we appreciate you Thank being you, on the Paul. program. Yeah, call in All anytime. Right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You guys Thank have you. a great rest of the week. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. Again, that was Paul Barron, class of 86, Ohio University Athletics Hall of Fame, class of 2004. Always great to have you know, alumni call, and especially somebody who has had that much success uh, donning the Bobcats uh, green and white. So it's always great to have him on and, and others on, and I'm sure we'll try to have some more uh, great players on uh, the program within the weeks to come. I want to thank everybody for listening uh, and supporting our station. And have a wonderful week. Be safe, happy, and healthy. Well, we got one more call before we get in. Let's see who the caller is on the Sports Fan Caller. You're live. Okay, Dave, this is Jerry Crow. I just had to call, man. That brought back so many memories. I mean, these people around Athens right now would not even come close knowing how exciting that was in the convo back in those days. And I'm, I didn't live through it, but I'm sure Dave could, could tell you a little bit about it. Oh. Uh. And one thing, Dave, could you tell me the starting five of that team? Well, the only way I can, I have to say something. I didn't meet, crazy, I didn't meet Paul Bear until years later. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's...
best friends with John Rhodes, and somehow Paul Barron and myself ended up at BW's together. We were talking about business. We're talking about the way we grew up. We're both Brooklyn, New York kids, and it was incredible. But I, I remember some fellas, and some worked, actually some worked with me because at one point I was assistant director of a residential facility for emotionally, behaviorally disturbed adolescents, so we'd have people on internships. Uh, Robert Tatum, Paul Barron, John Devereaux, Vic Alexander, and Eddie Hicks. Uh, All those guys, like Devereaux, he was from New York. Brooklyn, New York. Jeff, wait a second, I forgot, it was Jeff Thomas and Robert Tatum. Jeff Thomas transferred from Georgia, Brooklyn, New York. Robert Tatum, uh, Columbus, John Devereaux. Brooklyn, New York. Vic was from Philly, and I think Eddie was from Ohio. But then again, uh, Fran Frischella and myself played for the same... He's three years younger, but he grew up four blocks away from me, and we play, he played for the same football coach as myself. So that was a connection back east. Great times, but you know what? All beautiful people. I love hearing about their life stories, and uh, always appreciate your, you listening for, to us, Jerry. Right, I think you, you need to need to go the whole hour. You, heck, you should be on there a lot. <laughs> yes, we will, pretty pretty shortly we will be opening back up, and we will be going the full hour for the sports fan. Uh, you know, but it, it's been tough in the pandemic times. But uh, we will be hopefully shortly uh, within the next couple of weeks, especially as restrictions you know, uh, alleviate. You know, they. Uh, uh, no longer in place. You know, we'll, we'll be going back to the full hour for the sports fan presented by JK Contracting. But you know, it, it's been great 30 minutes with Dave, and hopefully we'll have an hour with them you know, again in the next couple weeks. Yeah, that'd be great. Talk to you guys later. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. And now that'll bring a conclusion uh, to the sports fan. Appreciate all the callers. Can't do it without you guys. Can't. Do it without you, Dave. So appreciate you being on the program for the last four Thursdays, and let's make it a fifth next week. Thank you very much. Pleasure. For all the callers, Dave Saltzman, I'm Connor Mills signing off. This has been the Sportsman presented by JK Contract, and we come back your way 6.06 tomorrow, Friday. Come your way tonight at 7 o'clock. It's a Columbus Blue Jackets. Got some hockey. It's a rerun for you starting at 7. We'll see you tomorrow, 6.06.